0: When working on value in health and care, we have found there is nothing so important as language. Words are at least as important as numbers, and there are three main reasons. Firstly, people often use words and phrases, but with different definitions. Secondly, the language we use determines the way we think, and even the way the connections in our brain form networks. And thirdly, language shapes the way we feel. If we use positive language, then we feel better short podcasts of a discussion about our definition of a word or phrase. We encourage you to share and discuss the meanings with colleagues. That way you are developing a common language together.
1: Hello, this is Muir Gray speaking from the Oxford Centre for Tribo Valley Healthcare and I'm going through our glossary of essential terms. The terms that everybody needs to know and Everybody needs to use with the same meaning. So language is very, very important because it's often highly subjective. Now, today's terms are overuse and underuse. You'll remember that when we looked at variation, we saw there were two types of variation. Warranted variation, that's variation that it's defined by need, an unwarranted variation, where there's no explanation in terms of the preferences of patients or the population, and there's no difference in need that can be used to explain the variation. Now, when you look at unwarranted variation, you see a considerable range, and we cover these in the NHS atlases of variation, based on the Dartmouth atlas of variation. And when you look at this type of variation, you see a range, say, from 500 interventions per million population to 100 interventions per million population. Now the question is, is the population getting 500 interventions? Is it getting the right level of care or is there overuse? And the population getting 100, is it getting the right level of care or is this evidence of underuse? And you can't actually lay down a defined number This has to be addressed at local level because local circumstances have to be taken into account, not just the age distribution of the population, but the fact that for the previous 10 years, a certain type of activity has been very commonly practiced and therefore the need is less in that population. Another way of thinking about overuse and underuse is to look at the wonderful Donabedian graph showing the relationship between resources, benefit, and harm. Don be showed, and I want you to try to imagine this now, that as you put resources in, for example, a um, number of hip replacements that can be done or number of, of drugs that can be given for a certain condition, as you put resources in, then the benefit increases quickly to start off with. And there's acceptable small level of harm. So, benefit is much greater than harm. But as you keep putting more resources in, the benefits flatten off. It's called the law of diminishing returns. The problem is that the harm goes up in direct proportion to the benefit, to the investment. The more healthcare you do, the more harm you'll do. High quality healthcare is a bit less harm, but in general, the more healthcare you do, the more harm you do. So, there you've got these two curves. There's one for benefit that flattens off, and the other for harm that just keeps going up. So subtract one from the other, and you get a a J-shaped curve. And the top of the curve is the point of optimality. Below that point, there's underuse, and beyond that point, there's overuse. So overuse is the provision of medical services which either provide no benefit or where, for the population, the harms and the benefits have gone past the point of optimality. Underuse is the lack or provision of care, where more investment would give you more benefit, where the balance between benefits and harms would still be favourable even with more investment. So overuse and underuse. When you see unwanted variation, you've got to ask, is this evidence of overuse or underuse, or is this right for this particular population?